welcome to The Daily with Haley. Of course, I'm your host, Haley, and I look forward to you tuning in today to get your daily dose of encouragement. Hi, friends. I am so excited for you guys to tune in today. Um, this episode is extremely special to me. Um, I have Miss Cindy Lawson here, and she is going to share a little bit about herself. But before she does, I just wanted to say how cool this was. Um, she was actually one of my teachers, and so this is uh, a big honor in several different ways. So I'm going to let her introduce herself, but um, just thank you, Jenny, for joining today. I'm so excited to hear what God laid on your heart to share. Hi, hi everyone. I'm Jenny. As Haley said, um, I was her teacher and yet I'm so proud of her and I'm so excited to be on this podcast today. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about just my journey as someone who's been through a lot of struggles um, health-wise and kind of how God put me where I am today. So excited to share that with you. Yes. Awesome. All right, Jenny. Well, um, the first thing that I'll ask is just kind of during your battle with cancer, um, she had ovarian cancer and she has overcame that. Um, Woohoo. That's awesome. So during that, what do you think was the most like challenging part for you? I think, um, well, overall, any anyone who's ever had any kind of bout with cancer or even a scare of cancer, a big part of it is the mental um, part that comes with it, that you're always that fear creeping in. You're always scared of what's the next test result going to be? What is going to happen? You know, is it going to spread? Is it, am I going to go into remission? Is, is it going to get worse? Like, am I going to be terminal? I mean, you, you worry about all of these things because everyone knows cancer is just such a you know, it's that big like demon that you don't, nobody wants to hear the C word, right? So um, I think the mental battle was a huge part for me. And um, it really allowed me to let my my faith get stronger because I, I realized like I'm not big enough to take on cancer by myself. Like I need God. And I, I always knew I needed God, but he really showed me in a lot of ways that I did not need to try to fight that battle by myself. I didn't need to to let the mental part of it, all I needed to do was physically, you know, do the things that I needed to do to keep my body healthy and fighting and he would take care of the rest. And he really took on that mental burden for me. Um, I've, I've actually been fighting it for over, um, let's see, 16 years now. Um, I was first diagnosed when I was in my early 20s. And um, this past bout was my worst um, because I did have to go through chemotherapy and you know, lose my hair and, and go through all the treatment. And, but it was my third, um, occurrence. So it really mentally, it was a lot harder for me because who I was like before, whenever I'd gone through it, I had all that mental load and the scaredness and everything on the inside. But once you're outside, you look like a cancer patient. Um, you get a lot more attention for that. Like, you know, everybody knows you have cancer. Everybody's worried about you. Um, there was, for me, that was a lot to be someone who is kind of like in a public place that a lot of people follow me um, because of, you know, my line of work. I, I own a boutique and I have an online presence. And so in a way it was great because I had this whole community rallying behind me. Um, I also was a school teacher still. So I had like my school behind me, but then also I felt like this, like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to get worse. I don't want anyone to, to mourn over me or anything like that. So I felt like just in a lot of ways, like God really was like, you know, you don't have to worry about all of these things. You're trying to, you're trying to solve all of it on your own and you don't need to, you can just hand it over to me 
And um, that's what I really did. And it, that got me through a lot of tough times. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I definitely can understand the the mental portion, especially when you are going through that. Um, I can only imagine. So just again, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I heard you say like with your with losing your hair, I'm sure that was a big um, internal just because it was almost like a reminder essentially every day, right? You know, that you were still going through that. So was it, what kind of helped you get through that? Was it, I know um, I followed your journey. So I thought y'all had always the fun wigs, all of that. Um, so what would you say kind of helped you the most navigate that piece of it? Um, gosh, it was, it was a very hard part for me because I am in the like beauty and fashion industry. So yeah. in that industry and feel like, you know, I was the face of my business. And for me to do that and have to face all of that with, without looking like myself or feeling like myself, like not only did I lose my hair, but like the chemo, it made me, um, gain weight. I was full and I was just, I just didn't look healthy. And, um, my really, I just kept showing up anyways, you know, my community, like I said, my girls that shop with me, like they're, some of them are just more like family and they were, encouraged me during the time. And I would, I would, you know, pose with my wigs or, um, you know, whenever, and I would just kind of have fun with it. And I just tried to, to make the best of it. And I really feel like through that, I was able to show a lot of people, like you can still make it through whatever, you know, comes your way and you can have a good attitude about it. So many people have reached out to me since then and said, you know, I um, just got a diagnosis and I'm going through cancer now and watching you go through all that was such an inspiration. And I don't say any of that to brag on myself because, you know, I couldn't have done any of it on my own without God allowing me to be in that position. But I do feel like he put me um, in that place where I can be kind of um, the face of adversity and, you know, trying to to go through something like that in a very public way, because a lot of people were looking at me like, how is she handling it? And I, I, I felt like he allowed me to let my light shine through that a little bit. Um, and I didn't even realize it as much at the time that I was just trying to like get through it. But afterward, now that I'm um, almost two years in remission and I'm healthy and people still every day. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I, you know, so-and-so just found out something and I told them they need to go follow you or whatever. They'll message me and they'll say like, I have a doctor's appointment coming up and you pray for me. And I just feel so blessed to be in that position where I can, you know, have any kind of small part in helping somebody else get through that. Yeah. And that's so awesome because I feel like, you know, so many people go through it and, and they don't, you know, they don't kind of still show up and, and regardless of what we're going through, you know, I feel like that is a big piece. I'm so glad that you said that is it's showing up because it is such a major transition. Um, and I have not experienced what you have gone through, but I had a lot of it, a little bit of the mental aspect of the physical appearance. And so I can only imagine the strength and the willingness that it book you um to show up every day so i truly truly commend you for that and it's amazing to hear that you know when we put our trust in god and we allow him to kind of show up through us um you know that it's obviously not in our strength but in his and so that's just really awesome and i can definitely testify that i followed your journey and it was seriously incredible like to watch you post i mean even when you didn't even you posted without the wig like you just were so raw and I just I just think that's so awesome that you know God could use you for that vessel and um and it just goes to show that when we trust in him you know it's just so awesome to see what he can do 
So, um, yeah. So how do you think, like, so I know you have said that you truthfully, like you really were able to connect with God and to really allow him to kind of shine through you. But was there anything different that changed, like maybe in your prayer life or like your daily, um, maybe routine? Um, was there a certain scripture or was there a certain book or, you know, what, what did that look like for you? Um, well, I definitely dug in a lot more. Like I will be the first one to say I am guilty of not reading my Bible. Like I should, like, it's always one of those things that I'm like, I've got to get better. I've got to make sure I do this every day. And the time off and away from everything. I mean, I couldn't do a whole lot at, at times because I was, you know, laying there getting like an infusion for however many hours and stuff like that. So I really spent that time um, in like prayer and reflection, reading my devotions and just different things. Um, I will say that the song that got through, got me through a lot of things was Fires. Um, and you normally saw me post about that. I always, um, I had the shirt that I had done a photo shoot in and it said, um, uh, he will walk you through the fire. And later on, I mean, I took that picture probably like three years prior to this whole battle. And then later on that song came out and I was just getting in my car one day and I was in a really like a really scared place. I feel like, and I having one of those days where I, it was like the fear was creeping in and I just turned on my radio in my car and that song was the first time I'd ever heard it. And I just instantly like broke down in tears and I started listening to it. And I was like, wow, like I felt God speak to me and say like, I have walked you through this fire before, you know, you beat this twice and we're going to get through it again. Like I just felt it in my, you know, my heart. I felt at peace. I just felt completely that that was my confirmation that like I can get through this. And it was so funny. I guess not funny. It was, you know, it was God. One of my friends texted me like right after that. And she goes, have you heard the song? And she sent me a YouTube link to the song. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like I literally just heard the song for the first time and she goes, I heard it and I just thought of you instantly. And it was just such a cool moment. And then I was kind of like, I wanted to make a post about it because, you know, kind of what I did. I, like you said, I shared my journey and I was going to be looking for a picture with my post. And I was like, oh, that shirt that I have. And it all just kind of clicked together. And I was like, wow, like three years before this, like I had done this photo shoot with this shirt on that said the same thing. And then this song, and that's, that just kind of became like my anthem where like, he's walked me through fire, you know, shielded me from the flames. And like, you know, I can go through anything with Jesus. And that was absolutely what, you know, got me through so many times. We have um, some local singers who came to our church and they learned the song and they sang it at our church. There's just so many cool things that happened with it. Um, but that was definitely like a big part of it for me. I feel like. Wow. That is so cool. I recently had an experience where God kind of with this podcast kind of showed up with confirmation. And it's so funny because I just, it just makes me just so happy. Like when he does stuff like that. And it's just so awesome that he orchestrates it like 30 years before. And then, you know, most people would say, oh, it's just a shirt. But like, no, totally not. That is so awesome. And then, you know, oh my gosh, that just, it just makes me so happy when God says stuff like that. I just, I could geek out about it literally all day long. Um, awesome. So yeah. So um, I wanted to jump into and just chat a little bit about your your beautiful girl. Um, and so I am assuming that maybe through this, were you not able to conceive? Yeah. So um, the second occurrence I had, so let me back up. The first time I was diagnosed, I was, like I said, very young. Um, it occurred in one of my ovaries. 
And they uh, removed that ovary, but saved my other, left like my reproductive system intact, you know, minus that ovary. So I, I thought, I always thought I would be able to have kids. And that was the whole reasoning for saving it. And fast forward um, 11 years later, I, I really, um, you know, hadn't put an emphasis on, I guess, like the whole thinking about kids and stuff until I met my husband. And um, we did like meet, like we were older, you know, we were, so when we got married, we, we knew like we were ready to start a family and we started trying. And um, when we started trying, we were having trouble. So I saw my, my specialist and she, you know, gave us some fertility stuff and we did like that whole thing. And we didn't do IVF, but we tried some other things. Um, and it turned out that one of those um, medicines that I was taking for that, it triggered my tumor to come back, uh, which was not any fault of the doctors or anything like that. It's just something that happened. Um, so when that happened, I ended up having to have a total hysterectomy um, because it had come back and it had occurred in different places. And basically I was told, you know, that we can't say it. there's just no way it's your health or, you know, saving your reproductive organs. And so of course I had to use my health. And that was really, really difficult for me. Um, you know, my husband and I were newlyweds. We'd only been married about a year. And not only was I having like this major surgery and having to go through like this cancer diagnosis again, but then also like the dream of having our own children kind of, you know, had to, we had to deal with that. We had to grieve that loss. And that was really difficult for us. Um, we both had to go through a, a kind of a period, like I said, of grieving. And it was very hard for a while. Um, so what, when we finally, like I was recovered physically and we kind of made our way through that, we were just kind of like, well, what do we do now? Because we still want to be parents and um, we just really weren't sure the way that we wanted to go. I had family members who were um, adopted. And so I kind of like already, my heart was kind of open to that situation. But my husband was, he was unsure. Like, I guess he, he thought like, and I think this is very normal for for men to think like, and I love a child that's not my own, like it's my own child. I mean, I feel like, I mean, even for women, I feel like that's a very real fear is that you think like, well, if they're not biologically mine, like, will I feel the same about them as a biological child? And I, and I say that not in it, like, I know that makes it sound bad, but I don't mean not in that way, but it just yeah. a real fear. Um, so anyways, so God orchestrated this in my life too, that he he moved me. I was teaching at a high school level and I got moved to fourth grade. And that was the youngest grade I'd ever taught. And whenever I was teaching that grade, I ended up with three different students in my class. And we had very small classes. I know um, I'm really far away from you, but Pinalico was a small school. I feel like in the school where I teach in Ohio, it was very small like that. Very okay. tight-knit community, very small. Um, you knew pretty much everyone. I had three different kids move in who were new and they were all in the foster care system. Which was a huge, I mean, I had like 16 kids in my class and three of them were in foster care. So that was a lot. And um, I guess in like three classes, I guess, not out of 16, but you know, sorry, you can edit that part. <laughs> you know, I messed that all up. I had three different classes, but out of my three classes, three of them were in foster care. Okay. So anyways, I had um, these children who were in foster care and they really started to, to tell me a lot about like what they were going through. I got really close with these children over the course of the year. And I really just started to like want to know more about the foster care system through my class because I felt this really strong bond. I mean, I have always been, I think most teachers do, you get really close with your students. You feel like they're your own. 
And it just broke my heart to see what these kids were going through with like getting moved from one foster home to another and different things. And I was like, you know, like, I think I want to be part of the, you know, solution to this. And so I brought it up to my husband and I was like, kind of like, what do you think about this? And he's like, I don't know. Like, you know, we'll worry about it. We'll see. He was not, I'm always the one who wants to like jump, like both be in, I think <laughs> kind of more like rational and like logical. Like we should probably just think about this for a little while. Whereas I would like come home with the kid and this, <laughs> like, here I understand. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. But I'm like, my, my friend always used to make jokes. She's like, you just want to take all the kids home. And, and I'm like, yes, I do. But. So um, one of my really good friends, she taught in the class next to me. One day we were just sitting at lunch and we were talking about like different kids and different things. And she's like, you know, I've been thinking like, maybe I think I want to become a foster parent. And she starts telling me about how her and her husband, they've been married for years um, and they've been trying to conceive and they hadn't had any luck with it. And like, I didn't know that part of her. Like we were friends, but we weren't like, you know, the kind of friends that like, I didn't know her personal struggles or anything. And she didn't really open up to me and she's so we've been trying to have a baby for years and God is showing me like, I think I'm supposed to be a foster parent. And I was like, shut up. You know, <laughs> like, I have been thinking of the same thing is so that we start talking about it and we go on like the month pass. And one day she comes in, she's like, Hey, like Jenny, uh, they're doing foster care training at this local agency next month. You and Noah want to come and sign up and take classes with me and my husband. And I was like, I mean, I guess it can't hurt to go ahead and get trained, take the classes. Like we had talked about it. So we're like, yeah, we'll do it. We did it. We got trained in a weekend. Uh, we went through our home study. We went through all that. Like we were in now. We're like, okay, we're going to be foster parents. Like you're, you think we're prepared. And we actually got our first call like a week after we got licensed. And it was for two, two girls and they were sisters. And I was like, okay, like let me call you know, my husband. And we, we prayed about it. We talked about it. And I was like, okay, like, let's do it. And they, they said, okay, well, you need to pick them up tonight. And I was like, oh gosh, okay, how old are they? They're three and four. Okay, well, I don't have, we don't have car seats. We don't have, we don't have anything. Like we, we thought we were going to get a baby. We had a crib and we had baby stuff. And we we're like, okay, we need to go. Like we need some time. So we went and we went to Walmart. We're like getting all this stuff. And we're calling everybody. We're like, we need sippy cups. We need, you know, we need this, we need that. And we're like, we don't have any clothes. We don't have anything. So anyways, we went and picked them up and um, I just instantly, I was like, we were just in love with them. We just, we just love things. And we thought, I kept saying like, you need to make sure that you don't get so attached because, you know, like it was supposed to be a six week placement. Um, long story short, it ended up being permanent. Like we had them for almost two years and then they brought up adoption just and we adopted them and um, they're lost now. And we just absolutely, we love them and and they fit right into our family. It, it's just, you know, I could I could probably do 10 episodes telling you all the things that God did to bring that to happen. Um, during COVID and everything else, like we we um, got them in February and the whole COVID lockdown happened in March. So oh that got different story, but it was, it was very trying at times, but we've been through so much together. We're so thankful for them. That is awesome. Yeah. And I know like as a fo- following you on Facebook and stuff that for a while there, you couldn't post them right like you had to cover up their face and all of that yeah yeah we were pretty um limited when we didn't have like the custody rights yeah uh, that we couldn't show very much of them so we would kind of show glimpses because especially during covid like you know our friends and family couldn't come around so they're like hey like you have these two new family members uh we want to keep up with them but i couldn't 
you know, I could, I can only share so much. And we, um, their birth parents were local that we wanted to make sure that we were, you know, respectful of that. Um, yeah. And what they were going through, but it just, it all worked out, you know, how it was supposed to. Yeah. That is so awesome. And they're so cute. So cute. Oh my God. Yes. And I will put in the comments and everything too. So people have all of your links to social media and they can see your girls and you guys, her girls are follow or not following are modeling the kids clothes. And they are just seriously the cutest things ever. And I remember like when you first started posting them, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they adopt them because I want to see their cute little faces. <laughs> and then the first thing, like, oh my gosh, they look so cute. Um, so yeah, that's that's so ironic because I I literally remember like saying that, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see, you know, how cute they are. And so it's just so amazing that, you know, God did all of that. And even like your, you know, like you were saying, your coworker, like, it's just so amazing how all of this comes together because, you know, I feel like too, when I, and I'm sure you can attest to this, it's like, you know, he probably put you guys together as a sport for each other, you know, because you were both navigating that journey together, essentially, for the first time because she hadn't adopted either, right? Right. And it actually, the, you know, when we first got the placement, I actually, it, they were a sibling set of four. And what they had asked when oh. called was, do you want to take two of the kids and then your friend, um, my coworker, take the other? And so they tried to keep the four together. Um, but one of the siblings, he had a lot of medical issues and just he needed more of like a therapeutic home. So it didn't work out that way. But it absolutely like, you know, she was there for us through a lot of things. And then we were there. I was actually with her when she got the call for her little girl, who she has now. Um, and she's um, almost three years old. And she is just beautiful. They brought her home from the hospital. And it's just it's been really good for us to be together. We've been friends through all of it. We've been very supportive of each other. Um, there's been a lot of days we cried to each other about different things because it is very hard when you're going through like the court system. And, and when you are like just trying to have the best interest for these kids, but everything's not always set up in the best interest of the kids when you're down, you know, like the system and all of that. And it it can be very difficult. And COVID added a whole new layer of difficulty to all of it because things were, it was unprecedented. Like the way that we did visits, the way that they did the court hearings, like everything was just, it it never happened for them. So no one knew how to navigate that. So there were a lot of times that my coworker and I, we really had to go to each other for support and we're still really good friends. Um, I don't work there at the school anymore, but we still actually just saw her the other day. She brought her little girl in and our girls play together. And it's just, it's really, really great to have somebody that I knew God put her in my life for that reason. And and it was funny because we had worked together at the high school level, like before grade. Um, She was my co-teacher, like across the hall from me in eighth grade. And she moved to the elementary. And then when they moved to elementary, they put me in the classroom right beside her. So we were back together again. So I'm like, don't tell me that that was not all by design that we, you know, ended up right beside Jet. Like, that I, is just, like, absolutely, right? <laughs> that is just awesome. I mean, that is just crazy. Well, Jenny, oh my God, thank you. I mean, seriously, this is so awesome. Like, just your positivity and just it's all the good things that you shared. It's just so encouraging to hear, like, you know, the things you've been through and how you've overcome them. And just to see, like, you know, it, it kind of gives me, I mean, not kind of, it does give me hope too. Like, you know, God orchestrates everything. And so if we just stand firm in his plan, even when we can't see it, 
you know, he's orchestrating all of that. And so, I mean, it's just so, so awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap up by just is, is there, if there was one piece of encouragement or advice that you could share, like what, what do you think that would be? Yeah, I think you actually just kind of hit on it. It's like, the, you know, I always have loved um, the the saying or the verse about like, just be still mm-hmm. and, and wait. And like you said, even when you don't know that God is working, like he's always working things together for our good, even when we don't see it. And um, I I am one of the most impatient people in the world. I feel like, like I said, like I am like a jump in both feet. I want things to happen like yesterday, like waiting is very hard for me but god has just taught me to be um to be content in that season of waiting mm, and you good. not like i have really there's been a lot of situations like when we were trying to conceive when we were to start a family when we were waiting to adopt like we have just over and over like we had to go through the waiting process and you know i feel like my whole life is like a series of waiting waiting for test results waiting you know to get through whatever but in all of it god has proved you faithful over and over again and when I look back and I, I look back at like this whole testimony of my life and I just see all the ways that he was working behind the scenes, there is no doubt for me that everything is by his design and it's not in our time, it's in his time. And if I could tell anyone that who's waiting or if you're in a season of just you're confused or you're unsure what your next step is, stop trying to figure everything out for yourself and just be still and let him you know, work that out for you. Let him take that mental load for you. You don't have to fight every everything on your own. Like he, that's what he's there for. Just hand it over to him and let him move. So that would be my advice to anyone. Yes, that is just, and that's so good. So good. Well, I definitely think we're going to have to do a sequel because wow, God really got some good stuff in you there, my friend. I mean, really and truly, thank you again so much for just sharing. Um, I know that it, you know, it takes vulnerability to share your testimony and just to share all that God's done and the strength that he's kind of put in you to share and just to kind of watch your face light up as you talk about your girls. And just all of God's goodness is just seriously one of the most um, just reassuring things to my heart. Like it just makes me just want to just smile all day long. So thank you for joining me along my journey. Um, I pray that I will continue to bless you and your family. Um And guys, I will post again all of her stuff in the comments. So please feel free to check that out. There's also going to be a special discount code because as I mentioned, she has a boutique. So it's also for, um, she does adults, she does kids, she has swimwear. And it's seriously really great quality, you guys. I have a lot of it. um, And it's so cute. And as she mentioned, it's like she was saying, you know, the diversity, there's all kinds of sizes so don't worry about that there is something for everybody so go check it out she has a 10 percent discount code for just guy listeners and it is going to be daily so i'll also put that in the comments and so you guys if you have any questions um for jenny or myself please let us know um keep jenny and her wonderful family in your prayers as they continue to navigate their journey so I love you guys so much, and I really appreciate your time today and listening to this wonderful woman of God. Um, I love you guys so much. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.